Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are starting with some very exciting news this episode because we finally have merch. Let's go. <laughs> um, so we are so freaking excited. This has been a while in the making, but we are going to be launching next week, Friday, before the episode comes out. We will announce the official time on our Instagram, and I'll also probably post it on my Instagram. So make sure you're following us there for the exact time of the launch. But we will show you guys the pieces now. So if you're listening, make sure you go to the Instagram or YouTube to see what we've got because we are so excited because it took a while to find something that was comfortable enough that we felt like okay we'll actually wear this every day yeah and we wanted it to be very comfortable and also cute enough to wear out if you wanted to just wear it out with tennis shoes and we are debuting our little new logo here with the j-a-l-s so lo and behold let let us show you the pieces not on us because it's hard to see when our hair covers everything this is true so first we have the hat which is the new logo on the front. And then on the back, it says just a little shady podcast over the hair hole. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what the hell you call that. Um, the hair hole. And then we're also doing some t-shirts, which we are not wearing, but it's just going to be simple. They're such comfortable material too, but they just say just a little shady and tan and white. And then we just wanted to show you where the placement is of the stitching on the sweatshirt and pants because you can't really see it when you sit. So first on the pants, on the front, we oh, have the just a little shady. And we wanted to do tone on tone too. So it's like kind of discreet. Monochrome, if you will. Monochrome, if you will. Um. Also, everything is unisex too. And what I love about these sweatpants joggers if you will is they have the design on the front and as well there. as the pocket like i think that's I the cutest thing they're really flattering too. they're very flattering they're very comfortable i feel like you and i both live in sweatpants i mean pretty much every episode yeah yeah if you haven't caught on to that and these i'll be wearing them once a week every week also for the crew neck sweatshirt it's just again monochrome but it's in the front and again they're just so freaking comfortable they're soft uh, they're cozy and you can obviously mix and match any of these pieces too which is something that we wanted to mm -hmm. and the hat goes with all of it so definitely excited for you guys to get your hands on this and also just see what we're raving about it took some time to get it right but we feel that we've got it so Keep an eye out for our next Friday launch. Um, but let's get into also just the episode because I actually had a very eventful weekend. Did you know? It was my sister's bachelorette party in Scottsdale, Arizona. And honestly, it was so much fun, as you should expect. Yes. I would I, hope. I swear, it is like bachelorette central but I feel like we kind of said the same thing about Nashville. We did. There are hot I, spots for, for the bachelorette parties these days. Was it always like this? I don't think so. I want to say I feel, and at the, Vegas and Miami still are 
big hot spots, but I feel like if we were to rank them like one through 10, Scottsdale might take the cake for the number one spot no. for bachelorette trips. That or Nashville. That's where I feel like I see every other weekend somebody on Instagram's there. But I feel like even back in the day when Vegas was a thing or Miami was a thing, it wasn't so obvious. I don't know why. Yeah. Is it just like a thing now that everyone wears like the same clothes or like the same like you know, the bride wears like the white and it's just more obvious to us I now. think so. I think that's become, you know, growing in popularity. But also I feel like bachelorette trips in the, themselves have become growing in pop- popularity because I think in the past it used to just be one like night one out night. on the town, something more local. And then I would say within the past five years, maybe 10 years, but for sure in the last five Trips have become a standard in bachelorette culture. Well, back in the day, like back in the back in the day, you used to do the bachelor bachelorette party the night before the wedding. Yeah, I don't know how that was ever a thing because I don't yeah. even want to have like a rehearsal dinner before a wedding because you think people are going to be hungover. Yeah, yeah, it gets it could get wild. But one of the things that we were kind of talking about is we stayed at an Airbnb. And mm-hmm. I feel like Airbnb has really been getting a lot of heat lately. They have. For all the practices that they have. And, you know, the check-in, check-out times, the cleaning fees, and then mm-hmm. you have to do all the cleaning yourself and all this stuff. And we've talked about it before where it used to be worth it because it was cheaper than staying in a hotel. Yeah. Now it's like the same price. And on top of that, you got to do your dishes, clean up after yourself, do all the stuff that you would have to do at home. Right. So it's like- Is that even worth it? And the hosts, honestly, I feel like the last few Airbnbs I've stayed in, the hosts have been not accommodating, not great people to the point where Airbnb has gotten involved. And like there's been like some kind of like back and forth where like Airbnb has apologized for the host because the hosts were doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. That's wild. Yeah, no, we had... I mean, we didn't end up like nothing came of it, but there was a point midday where we were playing music by the pool. Yeah. And the host message being like, turn it down. And we're like, wait, what the hell? It's like not even quiet hours. You know, what's going on here? Um, And I feel like that just happens so often where they kind of make up rules as they go, but they can Mm -hmm. or they think they can because they'll have a, a binder somewhere in the house have you experienced that where they like have a binder with like no. all the rules? And so they might have not been online, but they were in, the, in the binder. binder and they'll put like a little disclaimer online saying check binder for, you know, all rules. And so no one checks the binder. So of course you don't know. And there's like hidden rules within the binder. Like if you turn the air past X amount of degrees, you will get fined. If you do this, whatever, See? you will get fined. And it's like, who the hell's reading that binder? No one. I didn't no come one, here to read. I came no. here for vacation. Everyone's, you know, trying to enjoy themselves and have a good time. And it's gotten to the point where the CEO has gone on a six-month experience to where he's essentially just been living in Airbnbs to find out, you know, the ins and outs of it. What are their problem points as, you know, a company? And apparently he's not happy with what he's seeing out there. I'm glad he did this because I don't know if it's actually going to do anything. A lot of times I feel like CEOs are like, we're implementing these changes. And then you're like, where? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) But 
no, I do think that's cool that he did that. But again, he said some hosts asked him to sign rental agreements. And again, is that anywhere on their site? I, I don't feel think like it's you can do rule. that. Um, giant cleaning fees, which again, those always got to me mm-hmm. every time I've stayed in Airbnb because every time they're like, take the trash out, wash the dishes, put all the towels in the laundry, like take mm-hmm. the sheets off the bed. And you're like, I just cleaned. Walk the dog, mow the lawn. <laughs> seriously it's out of control pay our our bills yes you're there like seriously but it just feels like i don't know it's like what who's cleaning i just cleaned for you who are you paying to clean um yeah it's out of control but supposedly now after staying in airbnbs for six months himself the ceo says he's going to be launching over 50 new features and improvements including a total pricing feature because also what happens a lot too when you book all all of a sudden you're checking out and it's like a grand more than you were originally paying you're like wait what the hell it's like it's like when you're ordering food on an app and then all of a sudden you check out it was like 20 bucks and then you check out it's like 50 and you're like damn but this is like on a much larger scale because it's a house so they can kind of get away with those things but it's ridiculous and they're gonna run themselves out of business if these hosts don't cool it on they're on like a power trip i used to be like total pro airbnb for a while so was i when it first became popular but now i genuinely don't like having to do all the stuff i have to do at home when i'm leaving so i'm like dude i'd much rather stay at a hotel they're gonna give me clean towels more toilet paper every day because also for some reason airbnbs always run out of toilet paper yeah it's byob (laughs) it's literally byot TP, BYOTP. <laughs> um, seriously, but for some reason, they never give you enough toilet paper. That's a big red or flag. Or towels. That was our problem when we were at an Airbnb in Miami. There was not enough towels for, we were showering, you know, like in the morning when we came back, whatnot. And we had to wash our towels like twice throughout the trip. And the washing machine destroyed itself. Like the middle part within the washer came out and spun around a bunch (laughs) in the washing machine. We're like, what is happening? The washing machine was quite old. Like it was like, it was from the 1980s or something crazy. Like it was very, very old. And then the host came at us and was like, you owe us $2,000 in fees for an inconvenience charge for our guests to travel to the Airbnb to get this fixed. Um, the maintenance guy came and he told us that it looks like you put a sharp object object into the washer. Did you? And it was the thing that <laughs> fell out of it. Oh, that okay. was the sharp object that destroyed yeah. itself. So that's when we got Airbnb involved and they looked into the situation. And they're like, yeah, this is an old washer because when you think about it, like with homes in general, any home, like, Things happen like fridges break, microwaves break, washers and dryers have issues over the matter of time, no matter what. We just happened to be there when the washer was like, I'm going to give out. Like, this isn't our fault. Like, you were going to need to get a new washer eventually. It's just, yeah, it's definitely not. It used to be more convenient. And if it's not convenient- There's no market for it. So hopefully he does implement these um, 50 new supposed updates, improvements. Well, I'll be looking for them. Me too. And I'll be counting. Me too. Um, But you you had a fun weekend. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was I not to brag because I mean, it may be more fun than The Bachelorette. I'm I w- sure. I went to the movies. Sure. And In I, your world, though, that is a fun weekend. I mean, I am a Marvel girly. Um, so Brian and I went and seen The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I will warn y'all. It is, bring your tissues. It's an emotional Can roller coaster. We please? Can we please? I'm totally exposing Shut you. Shut the fuck up. Insert photo of you after watching the movie here because Brittany did go ahead and show me a picture of herself. Full blown. It looks tears like a mug came down <laughs> because she said that's how sad the movie was. But it was supposedly ended happy. So it was. It was very sad. My hands were covered in my mascara by the end of it. I would. I would go on record to say I do confirm that this was one of the best Marvel movies since Endgame. That's a big statement to make for those of you that watch Marvel. <laughs> um, but it's gone so far as Peta is starting to give the director James Gunn awards for this film. Yeah, so PETA gave James Gunn, the director of the new Guardians of the Galaxy, a not a number award for showcasing one of the characters, Rocket's backstory. He's a raccoon, for those of you who don't know. And so supposedly they shed light on labs and how they experiment Mm -hmm. on animals and how cruel it can be. And so... You know, it showcased all of that. And Peter said that James Gunn did such an accurate depiction of how it can be for animals. So they gave him an award. Yeah. Which is makes me not want to see it, to be honest, because I will also be bawling my eyes out. Oh, yeah, but- you will. As someone who like runs in front of moving vehicles <laughs> to save animals, you are going to bawl your eyes out. Um, but, but yeah, who would have expected the Guardians right. movie to be one of PETA's naming it one of the best animal rights movies of the year. Um, so that's, love to see that. Yeah, I mean, like, it, awesome. it's a good message. And it's not only sad, but it is quite funny as well. There's a lot of really good humor in there. I feel like all the Guardians of the Galaxies are pretty funny. Oh, yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see. I was just talking about how I want to go see it next week. And then you told me that. And I was like, well... I guess I will. At least you're prepared. I'll I'll go at night. I won't wear makeup or mascara. No, don't wear any makeup. And I'll bring tissues. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Seed. Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically and scientifically studied for its benefits. 16 out of 24 strains are specifically geared towards digestive health, while four strains have been shown to promote healthy skin and reinforce a healthy gut skin axis. Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic has 53.6 billion AFU that are designed to survive your stomach acid, bile salts, and digestive enzymes so you can actually feel the difference. That's why I love Seed. Diet, stress, exercise, and environment are all factors that can influence our gut and skin microbiome, and we can't control all of them. So taking two capsules of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic once a day is a quick and easy way to help support your body. Avoid gut mania and head to the trusted source for symbiotics. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash shady and use code shady to redeem 25% off your first months of Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash shady and use code shady. Thank you to Seed for sponsoring today's episode. But this kind of, this was really random, but you snapped me while I was gone and it was a fire alarm going off and you- you were the only one evacuating. Literally 
only me. So I was at the gym on some point this weekend. Fire alarms start going off and no one's fucking phased. Everyone is just continuing to work out, kind of giving each other looks. This happens to us every time a fire alarm goes off. No one fucking moves. And we're like, I don't know if we're just high anxiety humans, but I swear I'm like, wait, what? And then I'm like kind of embarrassed to be the only one to go. So I, I was it's, embarrassed. It's mob mentality though. And like, we're all going to sit here and just fry up. Yes. Like, what are we doing? And this literally happened to us at CPK. We went to go eat and we're sitting there. We're waiting for our food and fire alarm starts going off. Literally to the point where sprinklers were spraying outside, like outside of the restaurant. And we're like, okay, okay. No one's moving. And then like all the employees and like no one else was moving either. So we're like, well, we want our food. Like we're obviously not going to go without our food. So we didn't move, but we really wanted to. And we like called someone over. We're like, hey, like, should we be alarmed? And they're like, yeah. no, it happens sometimes. I'm like, how Dude. do I know when it's real? That's how I feel about, well, like, here's the thing. I feel like I've also been in hotels where this is the situation to the point where like people will call down to the desk and be like, hey, is this a fire drill? Or like, is this real? real? Yeah. But I... I feel like all of the fire drills we did in elementary school almost desensitized us to the urgency that we should feel when a fire alarm goes off because it happened so much all throughout like elementary, middle, high school. We were practicing for it that the assumption- We practiced too much. Yes, the assumption now is, is it's a drill or it's not real. Because it's just happened too many times. Yeah, but I mean- Everyone should be proud of me because I got off that treadmill and I left immediately following getting my bag from my locker room. Or were you looking for a good excuse to leave and you got one? No, no, I'm in a step challenge for work right now. I need my (laughs) steps. Oh my gosh. That is the most Britney thing to say. Um, Yeah. So for some reason, no one, no one is alarmed by fire alarms. Hmm. It's alarming. Um, You brought this up though. Random fun fact. Oh, Yes. Go ahead. Speaking of fires and and the or not the police department, <laughs> the fire department did show up on scene at the gym. You know where else the fire department was showing up at? The Kardashians. Calabasas Fire Department was at um, Psalm West's fourth birthday party this past weekend, where we also found out. I don't know if it was the same timing, but we did find out this weekend. Chloe Kardashian revealed the name of her son. After what, like a year, right? Yes, after a year. So I don't know, you know, what she was hoping to build up to. Probably some privacy. Um, but they, they <laughs> them. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But um, they named their baby Tatum Robert. I actually really like that name. I think it's super cute. I was very happy. A lot of people were speculating that she was going to name the baby after Tristan. Yeah, and, and that's that it was why she be, was hiding yeah, it. Yeah, that it was going to be Tristan Jr., but technically, in a year, they could have also changed it. They could have. I mean, so, Kylie did, so. Um, also, this past weekend, there was a lot of stuff going on. There was F1 in the mm-hmm. Kentucky Derby. And so it seemed like, to us at least, that F1, it was like all the influencers. Yep. And the Kentucky Derby was all the celebrities. Yeah, that's how it seemed to play out. It kind of did. Um, but Tart ended up taking influencers to F1 for another brand trip, which is absolutely wild considering that they just got back from their island trip. In Turks and Caicos, I did not expect them to show up on the scene at at a at a F1, at a I feel like it would be really fun, though. It'd be super fun. It seemed like these influencers 
didn't really care about the actual event. No, they didn't they, understand it. They definitely didn't do their research on it. Um, they were calling it like all the wrong things, but it was kind I, of I like. I almost did. I was just like racing thing. Grand I mean, Prix-esque. Yeah, but if I feel like if we were actually going to go, we'd be like. Looking into it. Let's figure out what this is really about. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's understand. Let, let's unpack this. Um, But you said you're like, it's basically the new Coachella. Oh my gosh, it is. Which I. I, don't, I could see influencers starting to move away and companies starting to move away from Coachella because the hype is going down. I ha- I hate to say it because I love the festival, but I think they're going to start to find other events, other niche events like this because, I mean, Tarte's really the only brand I heard of taking influencers to F1 and regardless of the publicity because, I mean, I know they, some of the influencers are getting a little bit of hate, still being talked about, still in the news. Honestly, I think it'd be cooler if brands started doing it's more also niche so much trips. easier for them, I think, because it's so it's already themed for you. Like everything they right. do and plan is literally just around this like one thing. Exactly. And as much as I love festivals, a lot of the festival theming pretty overdone. Yeah. But you know, you take influencer staff one, race theme. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other random events that Yeah. I'm sure we'll see plenty more. But supposedly Tom Cruise and Shakira were spotted together at F1. Yeah, it's not a pairing that I would have, you know, put on my 2023 bingo card, but there's so many things I wouldn't have put on mine. But yeah, (laughs) I I definitely that we're talking about Taylor Swift soon. I wouldn't have picked her being with Matt Healy possibly on my I card. still don't but I don't know if it makes her happy I, I don't think Shakira is gonna go for the whole Tom Cruise situation I always forget this is so random but that he's the Scientologist yeah I don't think she would be about that I don't see that working out either but supposedly he's extremely interested in pursuing her you know he could be and you know what good for him We'll see what she... Time will tell. Yeah, we'll see what she chooses. Um, Also, there was a bunch of other people at the Kentucky Derby. Jack... I feel like Jack Harlow always goes. He's everywhere. Well, isn't he from Kentucky? I don't know if that's I'll true. I'll fact check that. I'll um, fact check that. But I thought this was interesting. There was a Town & Country article with some random facts about the Kentucky Derby, and I read some of them, and I couldn't not share them. So, apparently... The Kentucky Derby has a lot of food that people like to consume there. Oh, really? Specifically, hot dogs, barbecue, beef, jumbo shrimp. And on average, spectators at the Kentucky Derby will eat 142,000 hot dogs, 18,000 barbecue sandwiches, 13,800 pounds of beef, 32,400 jumbo shrimp, 9,000 scallops, 8,000 pounds of potatoes, 30,000 cookies, and 300,000 strawberries. That's super crazy because the race itself is only two minutes. I literally, that was my next fact, and I don't understand. Like, the fastest race, I think, was a minute and 59 seconds. I went to a horse race once. Did you? Yeah, I went to the Belmont Stakes when, um, I want to say it's Semprify, the horse, won the Triple Crown. So that means that the horse won... At the Kentucky Derby, another really important race. I don't consider myself an expert on derbies, so please don't come for me. And then um, he won at at the Belmont Stakes. 
And I was there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's only happened like twice throughout history. Yeah, so I was a part of history. It was really cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, another random fact for the Kentucky Derby, the traditional drink is the mint julep and over 120,000 are said to be consumed there. I mean, I that sounds fun. I propose next year we have a Kentucky Derby party and like, you know, locally amongst our friends. I just think it'd be fun. So supposedly it's a bourbon cocktail and I'm not a big bourbon fan. Well, maybe we do something else. Maybe we do like the mint mule. Okay. I'd be on board. For I that. feel like that would be fun. And I did confirm um, <clears throat> Jack Harlow is from Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. That's, Louisville. That adds up then. Um, also, only three-year-old horses are allowed to compete. Shut the fuck up. They're just babies. Um, also, the Derby has never been canceled or postponed due to weather. Um, uh, what about COVID? Was it ever canceled due, due to, to that? Weather. I'm oh. sure. <laughs> I said due to weather. Um, but they, they did race in the rain. Um, like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Meet me in the pool. <laughs> um, the current purse for the derby is three million dollars with the winner taking home 1.86 million six hundred thousand for second place three hundred thousand for third place one hundred fifty thousand for fourth place i mean that's a lot of money for a horse that is you better be taking real good care of that horse yes they better be getting you know all the carrots they want oh and and this is uh secretariat remains the fastest horse in the kentucky derby history his 1973 record of a minute 59 seconds point four has never been broken. Hmm. That is a, f it's a mile and a quarter. So That's a mile terrifying. in two minutes. Imagine, you know, imagine running that fast. I mean, I can't. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I seriously can't even. I think the presidential award in school is like six minutes. You, yeah. you couldn't catch me. I feel like you can't even drive a mile in that kind of time. <laughs> no. not it's not with traffic these days. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> um, seriously, though, two minutes. Like, is the horse okay? That's like, I think it's like 37 miles per hour or something. You know, I did ask this to Brian this weekend. I, I thought like, you were going to say I did ask a horse <laughs> this weekend. Horse. I'm like, oh, okay. Then, you know, I wouldn't put it past me. Um, But next time I meet a horse, I will. Um. I asked, I was like, do you think these horses know how important this race they're in is right now? Or like how famous they are? Like a lot of people are watching this. I think that about the dog shows. Every time I watch the dog <laughs> shows, I'm like, do these dogs know how much money they're making? No. Like, I feel like that's not fair. No. They should know. They should know. They should be like that cat that we were talking about last week where the cat got the inheritance. Yes. From in the dog. Yeah. But that gets a little sketchy. I you mean, you have to like but, trust the person to like enforce it. Yeah, but like the horse deserves it. No, for sure. <laughs> no, I'm not debating that. Like the animal should get it. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, in other news, back to our Taylor Swift topic our here, girl, because she did just have a huge show in Nashville. Three shows. That yeah, but the last one got postponed for hours due to the weather. Yes. And she still ended up performing even past curfew. Yep. Huge, huge noise. Um, What is it called? Violation. The, yeah, noise violation. Probably lots of fines there. But you know what? She's for the fans um, and also for Matt Healy, allegedly. 
Yeah. So I think that kind of overshadowed what went on, to be honest, at Mm -hmm. this thing, because supposedly very quickly moved on from Joe Alwyn. Well, well, I did some digging. You did? I did. And there are speculation that her and Joe have been done since December. And it just now came out? It just now leaked. But I mean, I believe, I feel like we only know what Taylor wants us to know. You know, she's very good about that. We only see the things she wants us to see. So I feel like it's just now leaking this breakup. But allegedly, the breakup was in December and her and Matt started getting together, re-sparking their old flame um, around February because there was also dating rumors between the two of them back in 2015. I did see that. But then she didn't go for him. Never. I don't think he was ever officially her boyfriend. Maybe, maybe not. But then she went to Harry Styles. We're all thankful that happened, you know. But maybe not so quick as we thought. He said, I I saw something online saying that when he was asked back then if he was dating her, he basically said he would not. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know how true that is. But he's the lead singer of 1975, mm-hmm. and they're going to be at Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. So what if she goes to watch him and we go to watch her watch him (laughs) it would be one of the best people watching experiences of my life i would be so i i feel like because the only time i've ever she's gonna be on tour though will she still be on tour i think so well she's also announcing her european tour date soon i'm pretty sure right so i wouldn't put it past her though I mean, that'd be cool. Do we know which day um, 1975 is performing? I do not off the top of my head. Because, like, what if it's Thursday or Sunday and she doesn't have a show that night? Could be, could be the perfect storm. Do I think she'll show up there for the show? Probably not. But if it did happen, it would be huge. Well... Matt Healy went to all three of her Nashville shows. So. He did. Where? So recently he had a secret show with 1975 and between songs mouthed, mouthed the words, this song is about you. You know who you are. I love you. And she did the same she thing. She did the same fucking thing before Cardigan, which for those of you who have not heard the smash hit Cardigan is about- The smash hit. <laughs> the smash hit Cardigan. One of my favorites- top five Taylor Swift song of mine. It's about a relationship that, you know, you come back to. That's really, you know, the meaning behind the song. And then for her to do that same thing with him in the audience. And, you know, he was he was given boyfriend behavior out in the audience. Yeah, a lot of people aren't too happy about it. Yeah, people just really aren't bu- vibing with it. It's not what they would have wanted for her. He's kind of been going around on my... For you, page before this, because he just like is known for doing wild things at shows. Supposedly, he ate raw meat on stage before. You know, you know, that's probably not good. I don't know. But she's an unhinged queen. Sounds like he's an unhinged king. <laughs> Could be a match made in heaven. You never know. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Recently, I started planning a wedding, and as exciting of a time as it is, it can be overwhelming. With all the time and energy that requires, it's still easy to get caught up in what other people need from you. 
It's hard to even begin to imagine having the time to get everything that needs to be done accomplished. That's why I love BetterHelp. Therapy can give you the tools you need to have more balance in your life so you can continue to support others while still making time for the things you should be prioritizing. Therapy can teach you how to set healthy boundaries for yourself and others so you can maintain positive relationships with everyone in your life, including yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it can be tailored to fit into your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com shady today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash shady. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. There's also a rumored memoir coming out that people think that she wrote. They do think that. There is a lot of speculation around it. It's, I don't even know how this book got found on Amazon because it's- The Swifties will find anything. Stop it. Nothing. But people, it was labeled 4C untitled <laughs> flat iron nonfiction summer. T- like who? What? Sounds just like Taylor. <laughs> um, Supposedly in her Instagram announcement for the new speak now, mm-hmm. um, she said, dear reader. So people are Clue thinking one. she has a book coming out. Shut. Supposedly it's coming out July 9th. So we will find out then. Yes. The audiobook is 13 hours. Yeah, 13 hours on the dot. Um that's that's a Taylor move. It is a Taylor move. Um Blue House Books also made this like big post where it was like, "Are you ready for it?" and it was all these <laughs> like speculations about why the book could be written by Taylor. Um I don't think Taylor herself has confirmed or denied these rumors. Variety has come out and said it's not Taylor's and they're just hinting it is a music artist memoir and it could be BTS. But, you know, time will tell. Well, speaking of memoirs by artists, Britney Spears supposedly is in the process of writing a memoir and other celebrities are terrified of what she's gonna write in it which is kind of shocking because i felt like a lot of the celebrities that are you know terrified were also team britney when all the conservatorship was coming out right but then there was all that speculation about everyone who went to her wedding possibly being involved somehow and so if that's true and if she plans to expose that situation they should be probably terrified. Um, yeah. But the book is supposedly going to cover most of her vulnerable moments, like her childhood and her breakup with Justin Timberlake when she shaved her head and the conservatorship. So I guess we'll see what she talks about in there. I think that possibly it it might not be towards the end of like who was Team Britney or not, but mm-hmm. I'm sure along the way and like especially in the beginning – there were probably a lot of people who knew what was going on. And did nothing. <laughs> and didn't do anything. <laughs> so, yeah, they're probably Call nervous. Out. I mean, I kind of, I, I don't really read, but I would probably read this. Leave no name unwritten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she will. Mm-hmm. I hope she does. Um, also. Speaking of taking people down. 
good lord <laughs> who are you taking down this is just about I bama rush yeah i feel like this documentary is you know gonna take down bama rush i feel like that's their goal good lord so bama rush we've talked about this before that rush talk has become a huge thing every year sorority recruitment girls are posting their recruitment process online and mm-hmm. it's going absolutely viral people go feral for bama rush who's people you <laughs> you hey. are people the internet. Um, the internet. and so hbo is doing a documentary on the bama rush recruitment situation and it's going to be produced by vice studios for hbo max it's going to explore college life sisterhood and all the joys and complexities of what it means to be a young woman today following several women from the university of alabama supposedly sororities and the university is not happy about this. They never gave consent for anybody to record or wear microphones. So they're probably a little nervous of what's going to be in this documentary. Yeah. Well, because it feels like it's going to be very one-sided, which I feel like a lot of Greek life documentaries are just an attack on Greek life and don't like show the pros and cons, even though this says the joys curious to see what the joys will but i did see a tiktoker post that because hannah brown former bachelorette went to alabama it was a big thing big part of her story and she was in a sorority bachelorette went to you know alabama's campus did some filming and they wouldn't let them film in her old sorority house or anything of that nature and if they didn't want that happening I'm sure they are not thrilled. Right. And that's like a positive light on the situation. They didn't want that. Yeah. I, I don't know how this is going to play out. Supposedly girls have come out saying that they were kicked out of recruitment because they were accused of having microphones on them Mm -hmm. when they really didn't, because it was kind of known that some girls may be participating in this documentary. Just no one knew who, and so girls were getting kicked out for speculation that they might be involved in the documentary. Also, some girls during the recruitment process were told not to post anything on TikTok, just regardless, even, even though it was kind of shedding some positive light on the situation Mm -hmm. the girls going through getting picked showcasing whatever house they got in Mm -hmm. um those houses still didn't want them posting it yeah um and so some girls filmed their whole process waited till they got their bid and then released all their tiktoks of like the experience experience. because they didn't want to lose their bid i mean i could see that i could see why they just don't want attention yeah on them at all yeah well, supposedly this is coming out on May 23rd of this year. So I will be tuning in. Me as well. Um, in other news, a lot of filming is actually on hold for a lot of things right now because the Writers Guild of America called for a strike after negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers fell through on May 2nd. So these labor unions represent over 11,000 film, television, news, radio, and online writers, and they're demanding higher pay, mm-hmm. and the deal did not work out. So now they are picketing in front of Netflix, Amazon, Warner Bros., Universal Studios, and many, many more. So live TV shows have had to pause taping too, like SNL, because they have mm-hmm. writers, and they can't continue. Also, filming is being postponed on productions such as Stranger Things because of this. Yeah. So this is kind of wild because the last strike that happened 
lasted from November 2007 until February 2008. Yeah. And I feel like this could really postpone a lot of stuff that's supposed to be coming out. Absolutely. And I feel like there's so many more variables in movies, television, what have you now with streaming services being involved. And I think that's a pretty key factor in a lot of like the reasoning behind picketing, going on strike, things of that nature. It's also impacted the 2023 MTV movie and TV awards because I went to put it on, I think it was on Sunday night. And at first I was like, what's going on? Because it was just like, Katy Perry on stage with like the sharks and surfboards singing. And I was like, what's going on? They were using old clips because everything was just pre-recorded. They didn't use some new footage. Drew Barrymore was was initially slated to host. She backed out in solidarity with the writers to go on strike. Yeah, so everything was completely virtual. All of the awards were given just via voiceover they used clips from best of so like um former mtv music or music like things from the past yeah Yeah. things from the past like i was i watched it for like 10 minutes and like half of it was just like a montage of every best kiss that had ever happened dang so it's literally affecting yeah it was that's kind of awkward yeah they had to have it the ceremony was completely canceled Wow. Did not go on. Well, along with Drew Barrymore, many other celebrities have been spotted picketing, such as Tina Fey, Mendy Kaling, Rob Lowe, Seth Meyers, and Pete Davidson supposedly brought pizza to some NYC picketers. What a guy. That's honestly, that's a good support. You know, he he has a cameo in Guardians. You don't actually see him. He's an alien, but he's in it. <laughs> Voice is a character. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Red Table Talk was canceled. In an effort to cut costs, Meta has shut down the Facebook Watch originals. And instead of bringing back shows, they're focusing on creating virtual reality experiences. Freaking, that freaks me out. Seems like some AI shenanigans, if you ask me. It always is. Mm-hmm. It always is. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, they're trying to cut costs. Snapchat also cut its originals toward the end of last summer. So a lot of these shows are getting cut. And they are letting robots take over slowly but surely. So (laughs) alarming. Um, Also, more canceled things. Morgan (laughs) Wallen canceled six more weeks of tour. So after a 10-day vocal rest, he performed three shows, and now he has to do a six-week rest. It's crazy because, um, let's rewind to a couple weeks back when Morgan Wallen had that, you know, dreaded canceled show where people got mad, people are demanding that their food is paid for, and I thought, Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that was about a sprained ankle. No. Oh, wait. Was it somebody else? (laughs) Damn it. You thought you were on to something? I thought I was, you know, I'm like, why isn't anyone else calling him out for this? It wasn't even about his voice when it started. My bad, Morgan. Um, Yeah, hopefully he can make it back. (laughs) 
I don't know. That did not seem sincere at all. It's not. I don't understand who his fans are at this point. Whoever um, is going to the Michigan show, if he picks up where he's leaving off, will supposedly still get to see him because he's coming here in June, at the end of June. And that puts us at the next week after he's done canceling. Mm. So if you're in Michigan and you're listening, you may still have a chance to see him. You still have hope. It could be risky to go, though, Mm -hmm. because it might cancel while -hmm. you're already there. Um, Mm -hmm. But supposedly these dates that are getting canceled, they're going to be made up next year. Mm -hmm. So we shall see. Mm. A little shady, if you will. I would say very shady. Which leads us to our shady stories for the week. Okay, this one's a long one. So bear with me. Actually, no, it's not. Uh, yes, it is. Is it? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I, sp- <laughs> I space them out so much, but we'll see. Okay. Shady story number one. When I was in elementary school, me and my best friend Katie at the time were not so very nice to this one girl, Mary. We would call her names and ask her to do ridiculous tasks to be friends with us. We made fun of her glasses, her lunch, and everything in between. It sounds so horrible, and it is, but we were only seven years old. I moved away for a few years, and then I moved back and started freshman year with the same people I went to elementary school with. Me and Katie and Mary were in the same class, and Mary and Katie had gotten close when I was away, but that didn't last when I got back. Me and Katie got got close quickly, and we didn't treat Mary good at all. One day when Katie was at my house, we decided to make an anonymous Snapchat account called Anonymous Z, inspired by Pretty Little Liars. Then we cut out Mary's yearbook photo, put it on, put on black gloves, and filmed videos where we held a lighter to her photo, and even one where we taped it to a rock and threw it in the ocean. We sent these videos to a lot of people that we went to school with, including Mary. Mary was literally terrified, which is understandable because these videos were really creepy. And when she suspected us, we did similar things with our own photos and sent it to everyone so people wouldn't think it was us. My mom heard about the Anonymous Z profile, but didn't know it was me. And I said I was certain it was Mary who made the account and filmed the videos. I also blamed Mary for a lot of other things that I made up. So my mom and I drove to Mary's house and I stood behind my mom as she yelled at both Mary and her mother for Mary's terrible behavior and actions, even though none of it was true. I still to this day don't know what went through our heads as we did these things, but it's one of the most shady things I've ever done and I feel so bad thinking about it. She should feel bad. She's a fucking bully. (laughs) Brit. She said they were like seven and ten. Yeah, and then they were ninth grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, she I don't know. Here's the thing. This is literally like mean girls. This um, is exactly like mean girls. <laughs> they could have got the police involved. If someone was burning pictures of me. But to be fair, like they got it from Pretty Little Liars. And what else happened because of that show? Because I feel like it could have influenced a lot of this behavior. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. <laughs> Correct. No. Um, yeah, I would feel pretty bad about this too. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Mary thinks about this. Mary probably has so what trauma. I guess, I guess what I want to know is like, does Mary know that it was them? No. I'm sure she does. Come Ma- on. Mary's got a hefty therapist bill. <laughs> In years of childhood <laughs> trauma, like you owe Mary a call, and dude, it just makes you think some though, cookies. 
all of those people who seriously were bullies, which it's it's wild to me because when I see things like this in Mean Girls or like, yeah, I'm always thinking to myself, this does not really happen. There's just no way. Yeah, because it, it feels does. so like, like it feels dramatized. So, yeah, but it does happen and it's so bad, but you just don't really. And again, like people, when you grow up and you're an adult and you like you think back to like those things you did when you were younger. Yeah. I think it's easy to put it in a box because you were 10 years old or seven years old. And it feels removed. It feels like that wasn't even me. But the thing is there are little details in my childhood that I remember when somebody said something mean to me. Oh yeah. And it could be the smallest thing. And I still remember it. Like this girl told me that I couldn't um, play basketball because I wore skirts and I seriously was so upset and to this day I remember that situation because I want like I went to go play and they were like she's like you can't play you're wearing a skirt blah 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 and again we're like six years old I don't know really little but like I still remember that feeling of just like being so embarrassed in front of everyone and just being like Oh my God. And then I don't think I ever wore a skirt again. And I still don't. <laughs> Dude, that was, I think I told this story on here before. Maybe I didn't. But about the kid that told me that I was fat or I looked fat because I was wearing a puffer jacket in winter. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was wearing this really cute pink puffer jacket. You told me I was fat or I looked fat. And it was like I was wearing the jacket. And I didn't wear a puffer jacket for years afterwards. And I still think about that to this day it's i think it's like those moments where even the like the people who did it probably look back at those moments and justify it like they don't remember that or like mm-hmm. they're probably way over that but it's those no. little ass comments that stick actually with stick you. with you i think this is like an eight out of ten yeah this is bad all right shady <laughs> story number two Growing up as a family, my siblings and I were always super close to our dad. He was funny, loving, and had all the good attributes of a loving father. Until we got to be teenagers and wanted to move us to a cult. My dad had taken my sister and I to Colorado for a fun vacation. Why were we there? We discovered a cute little cafe called the Yellow Deli. At first, the cafe seemed like a cute normal restaurant Until we noticed a couple of things were absurd. All of the workers were dressed exactly the same. All of the men had tiny ponytails, trim beards, flannels, and rolled up pants. My sister noticed that some of the flyers near the entrance displayed information about the cafe and the community who ran it. Turns out the Yellow Deli was ran by a cult. Well, my dad became extremely curious of this community and began to do more research. He decided that we all needed to go visit the commune and see what it was all about. So the following summer, he took the whole family to visit the cult, and we ended up staying for a few nights. It contained several families living in one house. My dad decided that he loved the way the commune lived and wanted all of us to sell all of our belongings and move in with these strange people. Of course, my mom was extremely opposed to the idea, but my dad soon became extremely controlling and wasn't going to take no for an answer. They fought about it for several months and then eventually got a divorce. My dad dad came to the conclusion that his wife and kids were all possessed by demons. 
I no longer talk to him and I am studying psychology in college and he believes that all form of education is evil unless taught by the Yellow Deli cult. How wild is that? I mean, that's so well. I feel like your first, there's a lot of red flags here, but the first red flag is the whole education is evil thing. If someone's trying to tell you education except for the education from me is wrong and evil, like that's when you know it's messed up. I feel like this guy though, I mean, who sees a cult and goes, we should probably check that out. Yeah, we should. Pro- you know what? Next, we should look into next that. family trip. Not <laughs> Disney World. You know, not not Florida. Let's go I, to the commune. There's obviously something else going on. Like, here's the thing: for him to go to zero to one hundred like this, there's no way he hadn't thought about something like this before. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't a regular everyday person isn't thinking like cult. Good idea. Let's go I find mean, that. Let's I mean, go see what this is about. Yeah. I don't know, because I do sometimes see TikToks and they're like, you know, if a cult was offering, you know, some free food and some some cute swag. Shut up. I might join. I wouldn't be personally one of those people. I could never, you know, take part in something like that. Do you consider Disney a cult? If so, you are very much a part of it. Disney is not a cult. Um. No, but it honestly, it's it's wild that this happened, and then now, like, you just don't have your whole family. But yeah, your family's broken over this cult. But that's literally what happens. Like, I feel like that, cults we just break said families. how Scientology. What's his name? The Scientologist or whatever. I watched the documentary with um. I think her name's Lisa Renna or no, that's the girl from that's from um from Housewives. Yeah, what's her name? Um, the somebody in a cult somebody she that broke used free to from be. a cult yeah and not, and she's um an actress i always find that wild lisa when, remini oh very close close yeah but she was in scientology and grew up in it and then she got out and she now does documentaries talking about people have gotten out and stuff like that and she said like all the families that talk to her are pretty much in the same situation where like their family will not talk to them anymore because they're not in it. And again, I feel like any, whatever the belief system is, whatever belief system it is that telling you that you can't talk to your family. Wrong. That's gotta be a red flag for you. You can't get education anywhere from us. Red flag. Don't do it. Plenty of, plenty of them in this story, but yeah, Mm -hmm. that's super shady. This, (laughs) this man was just like, that seems interesting. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to sign this up. I'll see my family later. <laughs> Peace. Um, I'd say this is like a nine out of 10. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay. Shady. I think I said that was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Shady story number three. In one of your recent episodes, you said that guys who say you're too good for me are sketchy. And that's definitely true coming from a guy who does that. Currently, I have an amazing girlfriend who I really care about. Not only is she beautiful, we have matching personalities, shared hobbies, and as a bonus, she's rich. But we were also close friends prior to the relationship. I truly feel like she's too good for me, even though I do make every effort I can to be worth her attention. Right now, it's long distance, and she's not great about answering texts, etc., which started this problem. But I can't blame it entirely on her. We've been together almost three years, and for the last year and three-fourths, I've been cheating intermittently. 
I've made a real effort to stop and so far it's been working. I could use the excuse that it's long distance or that we don't talk often, but the honest reason is is that I really do think she's too good for me and for some reason that's my natural reaction to that. I know it makes no sense and I always feel guilty as hell afterwards, but that's the truth. I definitely think it's based in insecurity or something along those lines, which isn't an excuse, but it explains why it comes from the she's too good for me. Regardless, I know I'm in the wrong and I can't make excuses, but hopefully my actions in the future will prove that I'm serious about becoming a better person because even if she is too good for me, doesn't mean I shouldn't do everything I can to be good enough for her. I mean, what is this, intermediate fasting? Like, <laughs> I, I cheat intermediately? Like, <laughs> I cheat, but only in the mornings yeah. between three. And it's like when the doctor asks you, like, oh, do you drink? Like, oh, socially, intermediately, <laughs> like, What? So it doesn't... You're cheating or you're not. <laughs> Immediately. You're uh, a fucking cheater. This is literally what we're talking about, though, when people say, like, the, it's not you, it's me. I hate them. It just feels like such a, a cop-out. It is. And to say, like... But, but to say they're too good for you, and then to... You just... You confirmed it by cheating. It wasn't true until you made it true. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, like, you just suck. You can't, like, you you made it true by your actions, not because she actually was. Nobody's better than anybody. How about this? Nobody's better than anybody. But say it again. You can do stuff. The other people in the back. If you do this, now you just made it true. Yeah, Yeah, you got some deep-rooted insecurities. and You You know what? They admitted it, though. You know what? Good for you being self-aware, but, you know, maybe be a little bit more aware about the cheating. <laughs> hey, he's, he's made a real effort to stop and it's working so far. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> so like, far. Yeah, like when people stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> so far, so good. Did you also throw your jewel in, you know, in the ocean? <laughs> why, is that, why is that a thing? That's how people quit. Like you can't walk to the local store. And so far, it's been working like what the fuck? Hey, so far, so good. If I was his girlfriend reading this, I'd be Obviously, appalled. if his girlfriend was <laughs> reading this, I don't think he'd have one anymore. No, and he shouldn't. Just end it, man. You don't want that anymore. You don't want that. And I feel like at this point, there's n- that mindset that you originally had, like, they were too good for me. You you just actually, now, how are you ever going to get over that mindset? You wouldn't. Yeah. Because now you actually feel bad about it. Yeah, it's a mind over matter situation. Like, fake it till you make it. But, like, he, like, just <laughs> decided know. it was ruined and then it was That's ruined. what I'm saying. Like, you made up your mind that it wasn't going to work. So you just officially, now it's for sure not. Yeah, I feel bad because I feel like I keep shitting on everyone that wrote these stories. Except for, you know, the last one with the, the dad thing. That was um, not her fault. But, yeah, just thanks for confirming our theory. I think this is like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 4. What is that? Oh, because a year and three four. <laughs> I wanted to change it so bad to a half, so it was easier to <laughs> read, but I left it. Um, yeah, well, that concludes our episode for this week. Um, make sure you guys stay tuned the merch launch next friday we will announce what time later this week or early next week and yeah bonus content oh 
And also this week in the Patreon bonus content, we did a little studio tour of the studio. So super cute content. Super cute. And we're not in our normal, um, it's like a YouTube video, like a little mini YouTube. It was like a YouTube video. A mini YouTube video for you guys. So if you are on the Patreon bonus content, that will be there. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.